It is Thursday, December 24th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today on the show, we've got the next announced driver for Clausen Marshall Racing at the Chili Bowl. Christopher Bell is going racing at the Tulsa Shootout, and then we dive into the discussion around dirt racing being mainstream. But first, this episode is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Blood carries a high-performance line of synthetic racing oils, and they've got you covered for all sorts of dirt racing applications. They've got engine oils, they've got gear oils, they've got suspension fluid, cleaning products, you name it, they've got it. For those racers that are looking to start putting their 2021 schedules together and are looking for partners, check out Blood's Racer Support Program. They offer discounts on products plus free swag, and they support hundreds of racers across many divisions throughout the country. They are currently accepting applications for the 2021 season right now. To check out that support program, find out more information, or to buy, visit bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com. If you'd like to receive 25% off most products, use code DIRT at checkout. That's D-I-R-T, all caps, at checkout. We're up to three of the five entries for Clausen Marshall now announced at the Chili Bowl. Besides Tyler Courtney and Colbo Dine, the team will field a car for Ryan Newman next month. It'll be the second appearance in Tulsa for the NASCAR driver from Indiana. Before his journey into fendered competition, Newman was the 1999 USAC Silver Crown Series champion and has national sprint and midget wins on his resume. In his Chili Bowl debut in 2020, Newman finished 21st on his prelim night and then was a Saturday E-Main winner before driving 16th to 7th in the D-Main to to just miss a transfer spot by two positions. We're still waiting on announcements for the other two seats, but I would assume one of those will be Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He's been a regular inside the building with the Clawson family for many years. The current entry list shows 293 entries so far. And in advance of the Chili Bowl, Christopher Bell showed off his rides for the upcoming Tulsa Shootout in a tweet yesterday. Bell will be driving his own cars for the first time at the Shootout and will compete in both the Outlaw classes, winged and non-wing. He'll also compete in stock non-wing and the A class. Bell will be a favorite at the Chili Bowl driving for his friend Chad boat and his micros for the Tulsa shootout are being prepped at the boat shop near Charlotte. Racing for the shootout gets underway in just six days. A few days ago, uh, Sports Business Journal's Adam Stern tweeted that NASCAR is working with iRacing to possibly broadcast some sim racing events next season in the broadcast windows typically used for early weekend practice and qualifying sessions. With the way the NASCAR weekend schedules change because of COVID, there's suddenly not nearly as much time where cars are on track and those sessions were good for TV. Uh, you know, talking about, you know, maybe later on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those those windows where you would normally tune in and, and watch an hour's worth of practice or qualifying. You know, so the idea of broadcasting sim racing in this windows has again opened up the conversation about why we don't see more short track racing on tv and if they can broadcast iRacing why not put short track racing on instead this kind of always ends up coming up and I, I certainly on some level understand the questions but on some level I don't understand the questions the main reason in this instance why they won't show racing at somewhere like Eldora or Stafford or Five Flags or put your favorite short track here is simply because of the cost iRacing broadcasts don't require trucks full of gear and setup that are, you know there's no workers production trucks that need satellite time there's no catering and all of the other costs associated with live broadcasts of sporting events you need racers at home in their sim rigs and a few guys to talk while the racing is going on other than that there's not really anything else that needs to be done the costs are almost non-existent in comparison. The networks are looking for a cheap and easy way to fill that time. They are not looking for a sizable production that's expensive and won't necessarily draw hordes of viewers. And this idea of kind of the draw of short track racing then opens up the discussion about why, uh, why aren't series like the World of Outlaws more mainstream. I engaged some folks on Twitter last night about this exact, exact subject. The argument always comes up that if the series were marketed better, that they would grow much larger and would be in a position to be broadcasted live and nationwide on a regular basis. 
That all sounds good in conversation, but somebody needs to explain to me how that actually works. I have a degree in marketing with a focus in sports and spent seven years working for the World of Outlaws, and I have no idea what that means. What does it mean to just market something better? It seems that folks think you can just buy some TV ads and suddenly short track racing will be ubiquitous. And, you know, that's just not the case, and it's incredibly expensive to do. National media buys on that type of scale cost millions of dollars, and the organizations that control series and tracks just don't have millions to spend on ad campaigns for awareness. And even if they did, there's no guarantee that a huge marketing campaign would even garner the type of results to make it worthwhile. These companies are operating on very small margins, and the money they do spend on ads and marketing has to be extremely targeted and very local. They're doing radio and building billboard buys on local markets to get people out to their local track, and they're doing small digital campaigns on things like Twitter and Facebook to reach those most likely to buy. Over the years, they've discovered what works based on what they can afford. We're talking in many cases hundreds to maybe a few thousand dollars at the most. We're not talking tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, or even millions of dollars. And obviously, it's going to change depending on, you know, whether you're talking about a small racetrack in the, you know, in the middle of, you know, a rural area, or you're talking about a large series like the Word of Outlaws. But at the end of the day, you're still not talking about tens of thousands of dollars or more. The adage that you have to spend, you know, that you have to spend money to make money is true, but only to a point. At a certain level, these marketing campaigns garner diminishing returns. You spend more and more past a certain point, and you get less and less results. These companies must find that sweet spot of spending versus return. When you're limited by small budgets you can't afford to continue throwing money into black holes and hope that something good will happen. It's like guerrilla warfare. You make small, targeted, highly effective attacks where it makes the most sense. And on the flip side, that's why you see dirt track racing trying to find all possible revenue streams. They're literally selling everything that's not nailed down. They're selling event tickets, merchandise, concessions, parking, sponsorships, pit passes, competitor memberships, pay-per-view streams, uh, and more, honestly. You need all of those things to be firing on all cylinders to keep these series and tracks afloat. And I bring all this up because I want people to be educated on the difficulties faced by dirt racing. Obviously, everyone wants these things to be as big as possible because bigger usually means more dollars for everyone involved. And we all want racing to be accessible, easy to find, and easy and cheap to watch. But there are some serious constraints in place, and the industry as a whole just has to keep chipping away at these problems. And on some level, we need to understand that there's a very good chance that dirt racing will never be mainstream. And if it isn't, that's okay. There's still going to be plenty of places to for, for guys to go race. There's still going to be plenty of places for fans to go watch plenty of entertainment plenty of great shows and you know being mainstream or not being mainstream doesn't change any of that uh and remember please 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 everything you read on a forum or in a facebook group please understand that those things are not necessarily true just because somebody posts it doesn't mean it's real you know the 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 proprietary information that some people claim to have or you know the the uh you know the dirt vision subscriber numbers the flow racing subscriber numbers like nobody outside of a very small group inside of those companies know what those numbers look like so don't assume that just because you see something on a forum somewhere in a facebook group that it's true uh, I, I think that's very very dangerous um and, and you know people make a opinions and, 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 you know, create judgments based on some of those things that they see. And it's like, you can't get mad about something when it's a made up number. So I want you to be very, very careful when you start uh, diving into some of those places and the information that's available. But uh, just, you know, want to make sure folks are educated, want to make sure you understand what what things, you know, these companies and tracks and series and things are up against because it's it's better you know more than know less. So that's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Christmas and a good weekend. We'll be back on Monday with a new show, back to kind of regularly scheduled programming next week. Uh, you can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a 
review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 